This episode of Missy Unfiltered is brought to you by Pizza Rock Las Vegas. morning my kids wake me up between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. As I drink my coffee, the tone gets set for the day. What kind of mood will my husband be in? Will my kids be whiny as fuck all day? I had a long stretch of taking them to the park each morning. In Vegas, it gets too hot to do anything outside after 10 a.m., but lately I just don't even have the motivation to fight with them about getting changed and getting in the car. I'm just so tired. Tired from what? I'm in bed by 9 o'clock every night. But my mood is always very somber now. I find joy in things like riding my bike and working out, cooking or baking. But lately, I can't even motivate myself to do those things. I feel like I should be accomplishing so much being off work. In the beginning, I did. But now, as the unemployment money is running out and we have absolutely no idea what's next, I'm just filled with sadness and worry. I know I'm not alone. So many people reached out after episode one to tell me so. It was amazing to get so much support from people who honestly I never even thought would listen. That had me happy and hopeful. I know my family's worried because every morning my mom asks me if I'm going to go on a bike ride or even if I just want to go back to bed. She's used to seeing me much happier than this. I'm recording this, wearing my workout clothes, and I feel nothing. Absolutely no motivation to go work out. What I do feel is my forehead scrunching because I know I shouldn't be spending the extra money on Botox. And my moving forehead also makes me angry. And I just sit here and think of all the careless ways I've spent my money and I feel completely to blame for life crashing down. I didn't create COVID, but I didn't set myself up to prepare for this either. Did any of us? You know, the empathy from family and friends is usually surrounded by how this is nobody's fault and where everyone's in the same boat. I read and reposted something on Facebook at the beginning of quarantine. It said, everybody is not in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm. You know, and it went on about how some people are still working and exposed to COVID every day. Some people are off work and making more than they ever have on unemployment money. Some were having to homeschool their kids after working all day. Those that I envy got to sleep in as late as they wanted and just chill for the last five months. I have friends who were able to go back to work, but business isn't as good as before. So many people are worried about their finances that they don't want to or can't spend the extra money on a trainer or lashes or even eating out. Some days when I'm not freaking out, I don't mind spending $30 on Postmates. Other days, I drink less water to conserve our supply. My husband's worried about what will happen when unemployment money runs out. His mind thinks like little literal purge. <laughs> and I don't blame him. I don't think he's crazy. But, you know, what would you do if you were on the verge of eviction or you couldn't feed your kids and you had no one to turn to for help? I mean, we would all go to extremes for our kids. And I hope I don't cross through a path with someone who has exhausted all other options and they try something crazy. You know, all of us need just need to be really aware and be more careful. You have to lock your doors, be aware of your surroundings. You know, desperate people can be dangerous. And I'm not saying this to scare anyone, but in the, in the beginning of quarantine, 
We had one of our neighbors walking around at night stealing the ring cameras off people's houses. And everyone had footage of this dude and knew where he lived. He lived right down the street. But you just give zero fucks when you're desperate. And, you know, but that's what life is coming to. And you know what? Good for you if you're one of those lucky people who are not affected by this. I mean, I think everyone was affected in some way or another. But if you lived pretty modestly and within your means or you didn't skip a beat at your job, please realize how lucky you are. You know, so much uncertainty right now. And I don't want to sound like a broken record. I know all day long we see memes and videos and fake news and real news and all kind of shit opinions. And it's way past annoying. And we're all just way past over it. Everyone just keeps saying that we want this year to be over. And after the election, everything will go back to normal. But fuck, what if that's not true? What if this goes on for another year? And I really, really didn't want this podcast to be about COVID and conspiracies and everything else. But this is all I feel. This overwhelming thought that this shit is not going to end anytime soon. And I think I'm losing it. I was so sad the other day that I, I laid in bed for three hours. I didn't sleep. I didn't watch TV. I didn't play on my phone. I don't even think I was thinking. I just stared at the wall. And it's not like that every day. But some days I don't even want to get out of bed. You know, in Vegas specifically, we just we run on tourism and entertainment. And the government says that they don't want to extend the 600 because it's making everyone lazy and not out looking for jobs. But in this city, there are no jobs. And the places that are open are at 50% capacity or less. And they've already hired enough employees for 100% capacity. So they're not hiring. You know, I'm not above getting some bullshit job if it means I'm not going to lose my house or my kids are going to eat, you know, Hopefully I don't lose my kids, but <laughs> as long as my kids can eat. But <clears throat> there are thousands and thousands of people here that are in the same position. You know, granted, no one wants to go to work full time hours for $100 a week, especially while they still qualify for unemployment benefits, making 1000 a week. But what's not being thought of is when all of those benefits run out, everyone's going to be fighting for that $100 a week job. So, you know, you have some girls who moved back to their hometown with family to save money, you know, some girls don't have many bills, so everyone's just sitting around enjoying life and waiting to see what's going to happen, which is awesome. Then you have some girls who are on OnlyFans, which, by the way, can we talk about, I am in no way against the hustle. You know, if you have the look or the confidence that someone will pay you for exclusive content of doing whatever it is that you're doing, go for it. I wish I could do it. And it's not even because I'm a mom. You know, there's plenty of photos of me on the internet that are iffy. And you know, I just don't think anyone would pay to just to subscribe to an OnlyFans account for me. If you disagree, let me know. Maybe I'll reconsider. But I do know a guy specifically that said that he would die before paying $3 to see a picture on OnlyFans. He actually said that he'd rather take a girl to dinner, pay for the whole dinner, and sit next to her while she scrolled through all those pictures on her phone. So sweet, right? You know, at first I looked at OnlyFans like it was a porn site because... I didn't know what it was, that, you know, I was ignorant. Um, but then the more I researched, I saw that there are actual people on there just posting shit that you'd see on Instagram. No nudity or anything, it's just exclusive to the people that are subscribing. So I was like, okay, you know, I could probably do this, but it's the what if she's fully naked that keeps people paying and keeps people judging. But you know, if your significant other is okay with it, why not? But I have to ask because only because I brought this up to another friend and him and I were talking about it and he said, you know, if you still had your job, you were still making your normal money, would you do something like OnlyFans? You know, are we just considering this out of desperation? 
Yeah, maybe. But what a business model. You charge $3 and you might be able to see me topless. Like maybe it's just a different angle from a free picture that's already on my Instagram. Like who knows? But that what if will keep them paying. I mean, honestly, though, how many of you are just wishing for an indecent proposal situation? Do you remember that movie? A million bucks for a one night with a guy that looks like Robert Redford? Come on. I think my husband would kill me if I didn't do it. That, that sounds bad. <laughs> my, my husband is not trying to pimp me out. But that movie, though, I wish I could say that's not real life. But man, some girls have it made in this city. They have guys that pay their bills that they've never even met. You know, we've had guys come into the club before and I always ask their hosts like, so do they like old white women? And the host laughs and it's funny and I'm, I'm not laughing because I'm serious. Like, please go back to whatever city you're from and pay my bills while I stay here with my family, <laughs> like, you know, whatever. Um, in all seriousness though, I, I do get frustrated when I hear some of these stories because, you know, I want my friends to be strong, independent women that don't need some guy paying for their shit, but, you know, I'm not going to knock somebody's hustle. You know, you do you. If you're comfortable with it, that's cool, whatever. And times are tough, so I can't argue anyway. But we're all just looking for ways to survive. You know, I saw one of the options for financial assistance for homeowners in Las Vegas, and I was like, okay, like, let me apply. And I started reading it, and you don't actually qualify if you have any assets that you could sell off, which I totally get. But you're saying that my husband and I have to sell our cars, his motorcycle, take whatever savings or stocks or bonds or whatever we have and turn them into cash to use first. I understand there are people in much worse situations. I'm not knocking that, but the whole thing's just bullshit. And I just want this whole nightmare to end. You know, my husband's bike is one payment away from being paid off. He loves it more than he loves me. And I would have to sell my butt before letting him sell his Harley. Like I just don't feel comfortable with him selling his motorcycle, but you know, what do we do to feel better about this? Like in this time, you know, this is what I do. I sit in my room by myself and I make podcasts and it's not for money or fame or anything like that. Like this is seriously my outlet and how I cope. And I love the feedback that I'm getting. You know, so many people have reached out and that connection that I miss so much, I get it back one episode at a time. But what do you do? What breaks up your day? Are you reading or writing? getting high, listening to music, you know, what's your escape? How are you coping? What do you miss most from pre-COVID life? You know, I, I can't say that I just miss work because it's so much more than that. You know, every night I get to go watch some of the biggest names in music perform so much that I actually got bored watching it, <laughs> watching people that I used to play on repeat when I was younger. Nelly, Fab, 50. 50 Cent was literally the whole playlist for senior prom. And I just got so used to seeing him that it wasn't even exciting for me anymore. But let me tell you, when we go back to work, I will be employee of the motherfucking year because I'm going to be at that place all the time. You won't be able to pay me enough to stay away from it. I cannot wait to go back to work. So yes, I definitely miss Stray's and its live performances. And I think the only thing I could say is that this will eventually end. And I'm saying this to you, but I have to say it for myself because some days are low and some days I'm okay. Today is one of those low days. But I hope more than anything that these last five months gave you an opportunity to be better. What I fear most is that this time was wasted for some people. You know, for me, I know that I got time with my kids that I would have never had being a working mom. I found my love for biking 
and I found my outlet in podcasting, I realized that my husband and I could probably make it through anything at this point. And I realized that any job, any career, any opportunity can be taken away from you at any moment. And that it's important to invest and save and find many ways to make yourself money. And honestly, find a hundred more ways after that to make yourself happy. You can hear me when it's over, what's up? You can hear me when it's over, what's up?